0: I don't know if people could feel a changing of the guard or if they could think back to about uh, nine episodes ago when Rav publicly humiliated me or to a year ago when he did it or to two years ago or to three years ago. But there has been a changing of the guard, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, this show that proves fighting. Way easier from outside the cage (laughs) and, you know, way easier from outside the fantasy football week 17 championship where I, your host, Kevin Phillips. Is that (laughs) do you have a neck massager on? Is that what that is? Yes. Fuck off. Where I, your host, Kevin Phillips, scored 224.3 points, defeating. Rafa Sparza or all you all need to know is the standing with Janet's defeated better than victory spelled particularly cleverly giving me the fantasy football vindication. No one listening gives a shit about and I don't care care. with me here to comment about being worse at fantasy football life (laughs) as a husband. You name it. Rafa Sparza. Rafa,
1: how are you doing? Shut up, I'm gonna oscillate this motherfucker. <laughs> I think is that a massager? Yes, it's a massager. It's a full body massager. And so when you were spouting off on it, I was like, what are we starting off the podcast this week? And I said, I have to talk about Ryzen. Those of you were like, the fuck you do? And when you said that, I knew. I was like, this motherfucker is not going to let it go. Can I bring up a few things? I'm going to turn the chair off, which is amazing. No, it's a gift I got not. from You sound my...
0: like Darth Vader. You sound way too calm and scary with uh,
1: that thing on. It's so relaxing. So I got this gift, uh, a, a gift for my wife. And I'm using it and abusing it. Um, But uh, it's a full body massager. You sit down in a chair. It does magic work. And I knew Kevin was going to try and stress me out. And I said, you know what? I don't need that stress in my life because it's a new year. OK? And in my new year, I will use this massager as a means of getting out the bad energy, a.k.a. Kevin trying to bring up the fact that he won in fantasy football. Now, children, I want you to understand one thing. There was a serious thought I had, and Kevin doesn't know this. But Kevin's had a rough year. I'm going to turn off the chair for this, okay? <laughs> but I was, was just going to say, did was. you turn the chair back on? Because the chair sounds
0: on still. I I previously said, I was like, I don't know that people are going to hear that chair. Is that what that is? And you were like, that's the chair. <laughs> it's that's like, chair. I, I don't think people are going to hear it. I do think people are going to hear it. I w- I want to retract that and say, yeah, that is what it sounds like. You could hear it the
1: whole time, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. It was like, it
1: was like a definite factory working like, on my back to try and
0: make me. It just sounded like, sounded like that uh, – what's that home store in the mall everyone stops at for relaxation? Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Is it uh, – yeah, I know. Like that the was. things remembered and shit like that. Hey, <laughs> listen. What I'm trying to say here is Kevin's had a rough 2017, guys. So there was a really big part of me that was like, should I throw this match for him? Because – He essentially, for the better part of a year, has been a -a make-a-wish kid. And you know what? You don't take things away from a -a make-a-wish kid. But then I remembered, I was like, no, he wants to beat me. And we're in that weird 17th week of football where your starters who are amazing become (laughs) garbage because they're like, well, I'm saving it for the playoffs. And Tom Brady fucked me. So, you know, and I'm getting really worked up about this, so I'm turning this neck massager back on. Kevin, you go ahead and go from there. I think that's
0: a good good call because I just beat. The ever living shitty. Okay, I'm, I'm turning this oh, off again. It's okay. Amazing. I'm gonna turn this off again because Okay, but Let's Raph, uh, you do need to shut it off. Because I wanna I wanna switch gears to MMA if the crowd can believe it. The crowd's like, No, no, you guys are gonna do thirty minutes on a
1: fantasy football league no No, one cares because about? I wanna bring up this last fact, which is that Kevin has never won. So it's been ten years. At some point ten everybody years? else has won. Yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> It's been 10 years of doing that fucking league. You've never won. I've won multiple times. And yet this is the one time you have won when it mattered because other times I have beaten you profusely. So when you were asking about a win ratio and you were just trying to bring it up to me, I was like, it means nothing to me. And then you're just like, no, but this year was different. And I was like, dude, I've beaten you plenty other times. In fact, four championships. In fact, most of the time I have a winning record. This year – the highest
0: scorer in week 17 won.
1: That was yeah, me. That's fine. that's fine. And you know what? I'm just.
0: I'm, with a I'm lovely going. six and eight record to boot. So S- Six and eight. Lee, what was my record real settings, quick? Doesn't matter. What was my record? For the, for the record, what was my record? Your losing record was 10 and four.
1: <laughs> Tom Brady played for most of the season. I'm, so I'm done, done with done. that year. Thank you, Kevin. So let's talk new business. And I'm going to turn off the chair again. Couldn't agree
0: more with you. 2018, Raf. it started with a rocky road to it. What happened? Tell us, as you tell us, think about the comfort that North-South Jiu-Jitsu Underwear provides for you. When you go to grapple in it, it just feels like you're stretching comfortably. Your hips move a little faster. It doesn't make sense totally. But you go to northsouthjiujitsu.com, you're going to find out exactly what I'm talking about. Boom. Get your geese size. north Underwear.com. As we parlay past that, I have to hear about Risen. Were people wearing enough north-south jiu-jitsu underwear? It doesn't look like it from the grumpy. should have been.
1: You know what they were using, though? Fucking Cup of Noodles. Cup of Noodle Man was the biggest hit of that entire Ryzen thing. If I had to pick a second-place winner, though, Kev, you know who the biggest second winner of Ryzen was? Who? Gabby Garcia really now that may sound odd right because like oh, by man. her right yeah like how much do you know about what happened to Gabby Garcia nothing oh.
0: I know you and Brandon were talking about it oh it's so good I know okay. you and Brandon were talking about it and scale of one to mm-hmm. I need to release an hour long um super upset you cheated on me <laughs> video called uh iced tea on hbo tomorrow scale of one to that how jealous should i be about your and brandon's performance
1: i would love to hear you do one that's like jealousy is like a drug when you get it there is no turning it off (laughs) this is kevin phillips channeling beyonce jealousy is something i see that's good that'd be you that's your poem that you'd write Okay. I'm All see, right, let me let me bring this it. up here, dude. Okay, Ryzen. What, r- what the fuck is Ryzen? By the
0: way, at this point, it's like Pride but crazier. It's Pride right. with none of the bullshit that held Pride back, which was nothing, by the way. There were no rules that held Pride back. Pride was an unhinged roller coaster ride towards probable death. Risen has emerged. To be an even
1: crazier roller coaster ride that you appear to have tackled. Is that fair? I mean, we romanticize the pride because those were great days, everybody. They really were great. But let's not forget how bad shit they were. And I believe that's part of the enduring appeal of them. But Kev, they did shit this week that I've never seen an MMA organization ever do. Liberty. Where to begin? <laughs> All right, first things first. Uh, Uncle Creepy, Ian McCall, basically got into a slap fight uh, because somebody uh, – his opponent touched his hair. And he there, lost so. that fight to that guy because his eye hit part of the, the ropes that had a very coarse uh, outer layer that cut open his eye and they stopped the fight. Yep. Standard. Kay so unfortunate moment there but kev gabby garcia gabby garcia was the the princess of that ball the story i have to tell you i am i am drinking lemonade to get ready to tell you this story kevin go on here we go all right gabby garcia enters now earlier in the day she had put out Uh, a photo of her, like a video saying like, hi guys, I'm cutting weight," And so she's very excited. She comes out to the scale. Now, it's important to build this scene the right way. Do you remember who she was going up against?
0: Uh, That would be an affirmative. Nope. For me and everyone else, except for the nerds.
1: Easy there. So what happened Except for the nerds. There Wait, is go. that better? A little better. I was trying to like throw it back in a different. I know way. you were trying to like make the upper part of it, but that's not here nor there. What I'm saying is, Gabby Garcia had months ago agreed to fight a 53 year old Japanese woman. In the mainstream media, we had called her a Japanese grandma because we're not sure that he's there. She's not. We weren't 100 percent sure that this Japanese woman, who's 53, uh, doesn't have kids. Led a good life. I mean, it sounds like she's being put out to slaughter by fighting Gabby Garcia. So for whatever reason, Ryzen thinks this is the match to make. Even though I want to say earlier in the year, Gabby Garcia beat up a pro wrestling old lady who was 49. They just can't find people for her. Some You get younger... the sense
0: there's like someone running Risen that's like, I wonder if I could get Gabby Garcia to fight an even older woman. Like, it's what you would devise if you were a crazy person.
1: Uh, Well, I I could agree to that. And so I would look more into a little bit of a factor of this, though, Kevin. So Gabby, okay, she was supposed to fight this lady and everybody was on board because she had been challenged the year before by a younger, more agile kind of opponent but for whatever reason that fell through the cracks but back to 53 year old grandma so let's make this happen so 53 year old grandma makes her way onto the scale she makes the weight which is i believe like 75 kg or something or maybe it's 85 don't know the exact weight they're not using real weight they're using fake weight which is kgs everybody know america yeah
0: kilograms no one's gonna know what the fuck you're talking about just make it up
1: no. So, Gabby Garcia makes her way to the scale, Kev. Now, you've understood the atrocities of cutting weight. I'm going to reveal the part now where I say she did come in overweight. How much overweight do you think she came in, Kevin? Seven pounds. Ooh, good guess by like, Price's Right. Rules. That's a lot of pounds, by the way. That,
0: to by a that's a lot of pounds. Like, The most you, I would say two is really the most you could come in at overweight. Okay. Okay. Pre-Johnny Hendricks, that really violates previous standards. Different world, of course.
1: Okay. It's like pre pre and post
0: 9-11, really. Um, Flight mm, standards. Yeah,
1: okay, sure. So what if I were to tell you she came in at 12 kg overweight? I would not know what that meant. That would be 25 pounds. Are you fucking with me? She came in
0: 25 pounds
1: overweight? Yes. How? I don't know that I want to get into that specifics.
0: Hold on. How do you come in 25 pounds overweight?
1: Uh, I mean, food. No.
0: Uh-huh. So, hold on. Let the me body has my a mechanism question. Yeah I guess yeah. I understand Does logistically you you How
1: you do it or physically a good cut.
0: Um, Is that allowed?
1: Oh well it was new territory for all of us because For example
0: should... if you were a 135 pounder yeah. And you came in 25 pounds overweight Which would never happen Which is 160 sure you would be fighting at the welterweight category. <laughs> and oh, and probably, I think that's great for
1: you. And most organizations say that fight's over. They would say there's no way you can
0: They're make not letting fight. you fight at the flyweight, that's for sure.
1: But there are conversations oh, that are to be had. So this is how we know are we've Are you hit. serious? Does what? she fight? Does she fight? Well, okay. This is how we know we've brokered new ground because the answer wasn't an immediate, like, I don't think she's fighting. It was... they'll probably go through with that because you know 51 53 year old grandma what what does she got to lose you know she was already going to fight gabby garcia so what yeah 25 extra pounds that's That's really going to be the difference maker but that is the number what do i have to lose 25 pounds okay so gabby garcia misses weight obnoxiously to the point where this 53 year old opponent of hers what did she coming out by the way yelling out any this idea? is a disgrace. You're a disgrace. This is a disgrace. She's right. She's she not right. wrong.
0: She is right.
1: That's all. So, that all sounds right. So now, Kevin, uh, we're at a weird quandary where we're not sure. Couple of Noodle Man in the background is very confused. And, you know, as they say, so goes couple of Noodle Man. So goes The Nation. So we're very, we're very scared. We're very nervous. We don't know what to make of any of this. So the next day comes around and that night they had started to lean more toward, we don't think this match is going to happen. So now this is that part of the week where I don't know what day it is anymore. Cause they have two nights of Verizon. So they have one part, which is the early part of the grand prix tournament that they're doing. And then they have a second part. Gabby Garcia was supposed to be on the first part. And so they, an hour into the show or before the show, they say Gabby Garcia is not going to end up fighting this woman. So it took essentially 24 hours for them to make the announcement, like, yeah, that's not going to happen. You can say you're not leaning a certain way, but if somebody comes in 26 pounds over rate, you're pretty sure you can do the following, and this fight's not happening. That's a pretty easy, you know, cut and dry thing, but they're just kind of like, well, we're leaning toward not having it happen. Nope, you are not having it happen. So now they're without one of their biggest stars that they've wanted to make a whole franchise out of Kev. So what if I were to tell you that a little bit later something happens in the show. Shut up. Yeah. Delway. So the you or not the UFC, the uh, I was about to say either the UFC or the yakuza. Uh, the yakuza <laughs> president. No.
0: It, it people would believe either.
1: Just Not like the accuser would have any involvement in any of this.
0: That sounds as plausible as anything I've heard about what you've said so
1: far. Definitely have no pull in this organization. So the president of Ryzen gets in the ring with the 53-year-old grandma. And they start immediately, Kevin, pointing to a ringside Gabby Garcia and essentially admonishing her in front of the crowd and saying, shame upon you for doing this. Now, I've never seen that happen. Imagine if the UFC, in the middle of, you know, five pay-per-view fights, Dana White got up there, and one of the fights got canceled, and he's like, Misha Tate, you got fucking pregnant? What a fucking bitch move. You're fucking fired. I can't believe that you let down. like, Dana, I didn't, I, I'm retired. I don't fucking care. Weakness. You know weakness. Likes? Weakness. You know likes that we're going to miss out now because you're fucking pregnant? Fuck off. So it's kind of like that except it's Gabby Garcia and 53-year-old grandma and it's now must-see television because they start to allude to the fact that Gabby Garcia is going to make her way into the ring, Kev. And they say, you know what? We need to hear from Gabby Garcia. And I was like, do we? Because I don't – I mean, yeah, I guess we do. Now uh, i
0: Is she going to give us a reason for each pound? What do you, what mm, do you mean?
1: I wish. That would be great. It's like a reverse advent um so she gets in there and this is essentially what she's saying hi guys i'm so sorry (laughs) we go through things and you know it's been a hard week and a hard month i love you guys and i'm sorry so now the japanese crowd is like nope and they're a, a very loving community And to somebody like her, she's been embraced there multiple times, despite the fact that she has fought old people and had lopsided matches. Gabby is throwing herself upon the mercy of this crowd that's just sitting there booing her. And she goes, oh, sorry. And so the 51 or three-year-old grandma had picked up the microphone earlier in that conversation and said, you know what? She's here. I'm here. Let's just do it. And Gabby responds. And she goes, you know, I will give you your match in one year. What? Oh. Yep. Didn't give her a match right then and there. Grandma was ready to go. Okay. Gabby Garcia came in 25 pounds overweight. Grandma said, you know what? Let's just fucking do it. I'm probably going to die. So. <laughs> If you make me wait a year, it's just not going to happen. And Gabby Garcia goes, yeah, I'll give it to you in like a year, though. Like, I got stuff I'm doing right now. Like, I'm going through things. And I was so cheated. I felt like, oh, shit, this is the most pro wrestling thing I've seen in some time in MMA. We're going to get a match, aren't we? Like, they're just going to, like, makeshift it. And a ref's going to come in. They're going to be like, boom, go. And Gabby Garcia's going to, like, It's happening. Booyakasha. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what you think is going to happen. But nope, Gabby Garcia is like, no, next year. Sorry, guys. And they're even saying on the commentary team, like, why don't we just do this in a few months when the next Risen comes out, like in three months or so? So it made me start to wonder, did Gabby Garcia come down with the worst case of steroids? And then I started realizing, no, brain, that's not a thing because she would not get tested in Japan because Japan go to Japan. So what the fuck is the excuse? What is she going through? I feel kind of bad for her. And then she proceeds to, as it looks like it's all cut and dry and they're done, you know, the Japanese crowd politely claps. She then drops to her knees and is like, I'm so sorry. I tried, you guys. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's not <sighs> ending. This show is continuing to go on with this. And it's, I mean, Kevin, it was about a 20, 25-minute segment of this show, just to fill you in. Jesus, so that's what happens. But I say to you though, Kev, it's a bold strategy by Gabby because bold strategy got me. if you think All about it. Out. Now it just seems like she's just saying like yo. But seriously though, that fifty three year old lady's got to be on father time. So maybe I don't have to fight her if I wait a year out.
0: <laughs>
1: that's basically
0: what's happening here.
1: Just anyway, that's Kev, it. that's what you missed. There was an interesting light yeah, heavyweight missed it. That's for sure. I definitely yeah, did. Just,
0: Ryzen, just, you check it out near a theater near you. It may or may not be uh, available. But
1: it made me think, though, Kev, like, what if you fucked up something on the show? I feel like you should immediately be forced to come on the show and be like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry.
0: To... I, I think we do do that. Anytime. I'm <laughs> like, to edit the I took a vacation. The memory. We missed a bard. I'll air I'm it on the next one. I'm someone. so I'm,
1: sorry.
0: I'm sorry, and I do
1: feel that way. <laughs> Just can you know? And so the other shade of pro wrestling, because everything is wrestling, Kevin. Uh, it, it reminded me of one year John Cena wanted to have a match with The Rock, and they did it a year in advance. Now normally WrestleMania matches come up like beginning of the new year. Like now we should start seeing that happen, and it's going to happen in March, April. Instead, they did it right after one of the WrestleManias. The next day, the next Raw, they had The Rock, who's a giant movie star, say to John Cena, I'll see you in a year, which was unheard of. It's like, save the date. I'm going to go have a match with you in a year. That's what Gabby was doing. So it was remarkable for a number of reasons, my friend.
0: It was a little bit like that. Just a little bit, though. Uh. Far off. You posted Raf something at com, which everyone should go and check out, dot com. R-A-F yeah. About what's next, which yes. I think is a great way to segment anything. Yes. It's also a lovely homage to one of the very few cocaine sober moments we get from Aaron Sorkin, our yes. favorite mutual cocaine-addicted author, whom you can tell there's a lot of cocaine because of how much usage there gets out of the same terms. Sure. Love the man, but watch studio 60, watch the West wing, watch sports night, love them all like barrel smoked whiskey or whatever they barrel smoke. And if you're an Aaron Sorkin fan, that'll sound like a lot of shows you remember mashed up <laughs> together as a comment. That part aside, what's next? is the point of Rafgar's article about how you're going to plan your 2018 jujitsu jitsu year. And I think that's an important question. Raf reflects on it in an interesting way, which is what writers do. So you should check that out.
1: Yep. And... Time. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say for thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I just started writing up, uh, you know, what I normally like to do when I train and uh, for 30 days sort of stuff. And I never got around to finishing something that our good friend Justin Rader had sent my way. So I've recently been focusing a lot more on my wrestling and I'm doing write-ups of those things. So you guys can go check that out. It's at raftguard.com. It'll be a little more uh, focused on what it is I'm doing on the individual days for training. And uh, like I said, it was the Justin Rader wrestling DVD, which is the hybrid success formula, which is a great DVD. I really like it. Um, but I kind of tell you, why i'm redoing it um i'm putting in some insight as to the things that i've learned as both a jiu-jitsu practitioner and you know a lot of times i just i always feel like my struggle is your struggle and we have a great benefit here at the show kevin a lot of people are invested in our games they're very invested in how your half guard is or how my game is going or developing and i forget that mine's sometimes.
0: excellent His is terrible it's all you need to know
1: yeah. move on anyway so go check that out. Let us know uh, what you think of it. And uh, it, it, we've got a few posts on there. We should have one uh, almost daily. But, yeah, 30 days of wrestling. And uh, you know, so far, so good. Lovely.
0: Let's go chat with TJ Butler and find out how I did at the UFC picks, Raph. Um, and then after that, can we give something away to someone for a project you've been working on?
1: I feel like we should address the giveaway. So y'all listen to this great uh, little thing we did with uh, TJ. And then let's come back here and uh, find out who won.
0: Yeah, I hit it, ref. Good job. Thanks, man.
1: Okay. Christmas is coming gone. We're in a new year. Really? Really? We are. Thank nah. God. 20, Hold on. 2017 was fucking done.
0: Hold on. I got to check my phone. <laughs> so you go. No, keep going.
1: I'm just. Okay. I will. I will continue to go with this bit. So thank you, Kevin. Going to do a quick uh, hard five fact check on that to make Fair sure enough. you're not. 20, 2018, the year of the fact check returns. <laughs> um, I want to say this. When we start to put these over under Kevin's together it is difficult to always find somebody who's going to push Kevin, um, not because it's like, oh, they can't beat him. Anybody can beat Kevin. But like when you really get down to the end of the year, you want to end strong. So we brought on TJ Butler, who was on last week. Uh, he's uh, what, what are you? Are you the CEO president? Have you have you made those distinctions yet?
2: Uh, I'll, I'll say CEO, founder, I guess, owner, okay. co-owner.
1: Because, like, there's some organizations, I don't know if you've run into this, where they just go CEO, founder, executive producer, socialite, megastar, of all things. So all I was right, wondering
2: yeah. if was your case. Uh, I'm still kind of mom and pop, just me and my wife, so I, I like to go with co owner. That's a very smart choice for your your relationship. Have you two talked
0: about that. titles? Have you two thought about putting labels on it?
2: Uh, Not not really, honestly. Can, just... can
0: we suggest it? Just if anything, it's 2018. Spice things up in the business. Come up right. with a few wow. quick titles. Raph, it's time for Love Advice with your co-host, Kevin Phillips. <laughs> hit, the, hit the music cue. TJ, I don't know if you know something about this not married guy, but... Uh, I specialize in helping married people achieve levels of love unfounded in previous levels prior to knowing me. I suggest starting with some names with the business partners that you hope to become. If anything, I think handing each other the card will really spruce up 2018. Just a suggestion, rap and the music. I'll
1: take some Uh, notes. That wasn't a no. (laughs) That wasn't a no. What's gonna know yet? Uh, that's an important thing to note. Okay, so uh, again, welcome to T.J. Butler back to the show of uh, a grappler beard and body. T.J., what were your feelings going into UFC 219? Did you think it was going to be a good card?
2: I thought it was going to be a pretty good card. I mean, there's there's a lot of you know fun people to watch on here. Honestly, a uh, couple couple fights turned out a lot differently than I thought. Well,
1: that's that's putting it mildly. So let's not go there just yet. But you were excited for the fights, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, Kevin, do we need to do full disclosure here? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Kevin (laughs) about me.
0: Oh, I'm happy to do the full disclosure, too. Yeah, I've had some semi gay thoughts in 2017 that are probably going to lead to more of them in 2018. Is that what you meant?
1: No. Oh, I didn't watch the your fights. And you Sorry. Yes.
0: Shit. I got. It. I. I just need to recalibrate. I'm gonna be fine. I did not watch the fights. That's probably what you mean for this podcast. Hey.
1: <laughs> first of all, New Year, New You. Okay. New so. Year, New You.
0: <laughs> it's a great.
1: Let's make that our T-shirt thing this year. Let's do New Year. I've wanted year. New Year, New Meme, or New uh, Year, New Weave. Those are the two acceptable areas I've come to. But Kevin. You didn't watch any of this, and you were spending time with your family, and we all know that Kansas doesn't get Wi-Fi.
0: Thank God, by the way, because I know, and that's how I found out about these fights. I prayed. I said, Lord, teach me about them. He, said he sent me what I needed because I was in Kansas. <laughs> Carlos Condit lost. That, that's tough. That's tough to swallow. I don't want to step on anything we're about to talk about, but that hurts.
1: Just from what you know, TJ, walk us through how you saw Carlos Condit in that fight.
2: Uh, I mean, it it just seemed like, uh, honestly, not the same Carlos Condon that we have seen in the past. Like, uh, like I said, you know, he looks, he looked better than Neil Magny on paper. And I just kind of went with the gut feeling of I'm a, I'm a Neil Fag Magny fan. So, uh, you know, that's, that's basically why I chose him, but it was, I don't think it was the same Carlos Condon from the past.
1: Um, Kev. Well, (laughs) he didn't look great. It was Uh tough to watch.
0: (laughs) How tough? Like scale of? Because I'm going to use our fight pass to go look at it. I have to look at this fight, especially. Tough? He's got some ring rust. Well,
1: okay. You know, there were moments when I cheered. And when I cheered was when he threw a fully functional set like, uh, a good combination followed by a kick. And I was like, hey! That shouldn't be a marker for, like, you did one! That's good! No. So, that was a little
0: little hard. I blame Coyote on this. Ever since they started working together, things took a sharp, sharp, uh, just a bad trajectory in terms of, like, where it went decline-wise. This could also open the door once again, Raph. We need to offer an olive branch. We shouldn't just, and TJ, let me know where you feel th- about where uh, this topic, Carlos Condit coming to grappling. That's pretty awesome, right?
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that idea.
0: That's pretty cool. Pick a fighter. Who do you want to see him? He can fight in jail's submission upper ground tomorrow. Who do you want to see him fight? <sighs>
2: Uh, oh, I don't know. Kaya, that's Kera. actually a pretty Me tough one. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that would be no. cool. <laughs> Just,
0: <laughs> Raph, this is the chance.
1: Maybe fight Kev, one Can I more. make a suggestion? GSP again? Grabbing oh, I'd only. love to see that, but that's not going to happen. Um, the rematch? What about John Combs? What about John Combs and Carlos Condit? Oh,
0: toughness versus toughness. There's a chance mm-hmm. they perform a face-off, and you don't know which one of them is really which one of them because mm-hmm. of their piercing good looks. I like that a lot. That'd be fun. Combs going for a guillotine, getting body slammed. <laughs> not, not sure if it worked or not. <laughs> that's uh. Well,
1: Carlos getting put on his back and being like, Am- can I throw elbows from here? Because that's kind of what I do.
0: Does it anyway? It's called a submission attempt. Fight to win champion Carlos Connet. I love this. John Combs really? <laughs> unconscious on the side. Doesn't hate the idea either. It's probably good for his career. There's a poster <laughs> out of it. Yeah, there's a lot here. We'll talk to some people. We'll make some calls.
1: So those are those are good areas. Um, let's do this. I want to say to Carlos Condit, you know, before I was really sad about you threatening retirement. Now I'm easing into it. And it's mostly just because I just didn't see it there for him. And I don't know that necessarily it was like he couldn't pull a trigger. I just think it's maybe he was right. Maybe he was like, I'm done, guys. And we were like trying to push him back, and be like, "No, no, you're never done. You're never done. Get back in there. Go. Oh, you might be done." I refuse to believe that.
0: I'm not in. TJ, Condit I mean, done. Did you watch the fight? Yeah, I did. I
2: did slow. watch it.
0: He looked. He real um, slow. Or just, I just think he not Neil Magny fast.
2: Yeah, I think Neil Magny. I mean, he he uh, kind of outclassed him a little bit. Hmm. Well, so Well Good, good for our
0: this. Colorado friends
1: Yes And I want to bring this up So that's the Carlos Condit fight But let's return to the top of the card Because I want to go top down on this one Kev Cyborg And Holm Was an interesting <clears throat> fight to say the least Didn't end via decisiveness
0: I know that Because when you look up Fights on Instagram after and there's no like ending it just clips to them getting their hand raised it's always a decision
1: yeah it was a decision and cyborg did win that is that is pretty there uh but uh, let's go here uh tj how did you see that fight
2: uh well i was honestly thinking that holly home was going to perform a lot better uh i i think that cyborg was she looked like really good out there um her striking was, was awesome. Uh, Holly Holm kind of seemed like she was like hesitating to get out there and throw a lot of combinations. Uh, I don't know if it had anything to do with the big, giant, swollen eye that she ended up with, but it was, it was uh, still a fun one to watch. I was pulling for her the whole time.
1: We tried. we tried. And it was cool because in the very first two rounds, Kevin, Holly Holm was definitely pushing the action. Yeah.
0: Uh, In terms of pushing the action, because she does move forward, she tends not to really attempt takedowns, normally that kind of uh, kick-to-the-head-body combo. Is that what you mean by moves forward? Give me an idea of what you mean.
1: Definitely, yeah. So it's about what you would expect from a Holly Holm fight, where she's pushing ahead, trying to find those kicks... Uh, trying to soften up with a little bit of the boxing to confuse Cyborg. And she connected, but I mean, at a certain point, Cyborg just went, huh. So, uh, you know, she pressed forward. She tried to make the action there. It looked like Cyborg understood this was going to be a longer fight and started to play the long game. So I don't know that I ever thought, like, oh shit, Holly's out of this. It just became
2: like, I don't know that I see her winning it. Did the fight go to the ground
1: for two seconds?
2: I don't think so, dude. Yeah. It it didn't go to the ground at all. Holly Holm, whenever Cyborg would clinch her up, Holly Holm would, you know, get the underhooks, push off the the fence, and get back to the middle of the ring.
0: So hold on, that sort of paints a picture that Cyborg did get her down. Did she? No,
2: really? they were they would clinch up on the fence. Basically, that's the closest it got. Okay.
1: Not for lack of trying on Cyborg's part, though. But
0: this does kind of, can I ask, does this chip away at the Cyborg Mount Rushmore of I can beat up anybody? This does, right? She doesn't beat up Holly Holm. She has five rounds to do it. That's a lot of rounds.
1: No, but it does open back up the, well, who's left for her? Uh, Cyborg is the division, essentially. There's like four other people in that division. They have not stacked it at all.
0: Thankfully, she's uniquely chemicaled to hold that type of pressure, Raph.
1: Would you like to hear a story about this one, Kevin? When Kevin doesn't watch (laughs) UFCs, this becomes story time. I just get chippy about what I know about them, which has obviously gotten cattier more than helpful. Well, just because you're just like, did she take her down? No, I knew that.
0: It wasn't even that. It was just I'm looking at knockdown zero, takedown zero, takedown attempt zero. I get it, Kev. So but the it's just stats like... of the fight paint a small picture about how much jujitsu was implemented. So there is a part of me that's like, are there not 145 or realistically 170 pound strong? We got to chip into the CrossFit market of strong women doing jujitsu or MMA that uh, want to fight because it feels like, <clears throat> damn, it uh, be fun to see one of these two have to fight some jiu jitsu.
1: So here's the story time, Kev. Yeah. One of the people who worked with uh, Jackson's MMA, a.k.a. Holly's Camp. Never heard of it. Which, by the way, has not had a great run recently. TJ told me privately it sucks, also. Absolutely. So I've heard that. So behind the scenes. On their social media, there are a lot of jokes that get said about Cyborg, right? Sure. (laughs) Well, somebody from the Greg Jackson social media team basically said the equivalent, and I'm quoting here, Kev. That's a man, baby. So, roughly about that. Interesting. It, was that an insult or an accusation? So it's the MMA. It's the MMA photographer from uh, Jacksons. Here's the actual quotation. How because... 2018
0: of a question is that? <laughs> By the way, uh, hold on, rep. Insult or accusation? Could you hit me with whether or not it's news or not? Because TJ and I are still both not sure how to feel about it.
1: I mean, it's good that they they acted quickly on it. Um, but he repeatedly called Chris Cyborg a man, which, um, okay, here's what it says. Uh, the media, so it's MA2 media. It says that dude is tough as hell. That being said at the press conference, he said, Holly was the first one to make his nose bleed. You are my hero, Holly Home. See you back at the gym. That was all in reference to Cyborg. They were very quickly reprimanded uh you know greg jackson put out statements everybody has to put out statements which always makes me think like there's a number of people that we have who that we know who are just like i don't see the issue she's taking steroids she's a dude she's got a penis i'm heard of it i know that for a fact i asked jesus so i guess what i'm telling you guys is uh you know there are a lot of things we can make fun of cyborg for um a lot that just felt kind of shitty and uh, I'm glad that they got the appropriate amount. So you internet trolls who are saying uh, it's a little bit uh, soft or that it's really ridiculous that we can't call her a man. I mean, essentially, just ask yourself, like, why are saying that?
0: Again, I feel like the same way with Francis and God, you just have to say it to her face. You just have to stop in the cage politely. Let us shut it behind you. Don't worry about that. The, the interesting
1: harm. thing about it is, is like Tom DeBlas put up a very, very big defense of her and said, "Like I've met her in person; she's a sweetheart." Fuck you, guys, who said that.
0: Well, the internet's a scary place, Ref. Yep, people are allowed to say what they want.
2: So, anyway, so everybody, everybody is safe behind a keyboard. Absolutely, <laughs> man.
1: It just goes to our, our better sense of judgment of like don't be shitty to people you don't have to. <laughs> don't uh, be shitty to people you don't have to is a great rule. Unless you
0: have to unless your friend's like, you know, gotta talk to you about this guy. He's been banging a waitress, someone got chlamydia, that someone isn't me, and I don't like him. Those are the types of times to hold personal grudges.
1: Kev, I'm I'm just telling you. I have a smart mouth. I am fairly witty. <laughs> I only use it In self-defense mode, Kev. I don't just go out there picking on people who are lessers. I actually make sure that I go up to people and I say, you know what? That's rude that you called me an idiot. So now I'm going to ruin your entire family.
0: You've always been super helpful with my privilege checking just immediately. Kevin, here's your flaws. It's like, okay. That's a superhero. (laughs) That's what As Superman he, does, really.
1: Absolutely.
2: Without all the
0: bullshit. And Super, the hoopla Superman and, and the social Hollywood, justice warrior
1: at his core.
0: <laughs> the Hollywood sci-fi. Yeah. No, so it I sounds like, like this was a camp
1: not miss fight.
0: Tell me about was Khabib.
1: Fun. Okay, now we're getting there. TJ, what impressed you the most about Khabib?
2: The... Uh, um... Well, I mean that's kind of how I thought it was going to go. I, I thought he was going to take him down and ground pound him, ground and pound or submission. He he'd controlled pretty much the entire fight after the first round. I thought that uh Barboza had this look in his eyes like he was he just he didn't he was didn't realize what kind of animal he was in there with. Um I, I don't know, he was just extremely impressive. I think everybody agrees.
1: Kev, to kind of fill you in, Barboza makes, in this fight, the look on his face that I have every round of grappling. Which is, why am I here? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm even doing this. I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. I hate this. It isn't fun. It's definitely
0: not that. So, why am I here?
1: Okay, nice so fight. now that we know that well, that happened.
0: Did someone remind Barbosa? It was like, to have your abs photographed in high def. He was like, oh, thank you. I should
1: fight. So I assume. Very good. Good impression there, Kevin. Thank you. Thank Barbossa, you. That's Barbosa. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, he'll never it, be appearing again. He'll never
1: be back on the show ever again. <laughs> That's the last time. <laughs> last, the first. Uh, Kevin debuts a first new. First time, new last year time. Hot fire. Next fighter, ref. Uh, let's put it this way, Khabib looks so dominant in that performance. My first thought, and you can tell me if you're any different, TJ, was Dana's at home, sees that fight, or Dana's in the crowd, sees that fight, and goes, he doesn't get anywhere near fucking Connor. Give him fucking Tony.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, There's a Khabib's putting out a bunch of memes about Connor too. I don't know if you saw the passport revoked one or whatever. But,
1: uh, I have. It's an interesting time, because uh, I, I love that Tony and and Connor are Raph, now. Did you resorted. tell TJ
0: to ask you a question about memes? Did you, were yes. you like, "Hey, I'm the I'm the meme. I'm the foremost meme expert of MMA. <laughs> there is. Uh, hit me with a fastball that's like 85 miles an hour. Did you tell me that? I don't have to comment about that. <laughs> okay, so carry on. I because I am curious. Khabib's calling the best fighter in the world out via meme. You're, you're, feel free. Expand. Hit us with your knowledge.
1: I don't like your tone right now. This is real. I no, this I is, know it's real. I'm going to take you, you as out as back for this though. Jesus. Skip Christ. Bayless okay. would pay money for this type. of. Oh, life. fuck you. Don't ever compare us to that. I'm I not, had one person I'm saying they owe us money for this. That's fine. I had one person who watched that one time and they looked at that commercial of those two idiots fighting on air And they go, is that what you and Kevin do? And I was like, you wash your mouth now with soap. How dare you? Get away from me. What we do is whimsical and loving. What we do is art. What they do is garbage. (laughs) Uh, Here's what I'll say. So, uh, yeah, Khabib was trying to get under Conor McGregor's skin. But Khabib and Tony have now taken to the point of calling McGregor a chicken. So they've reached that arrested development moment of being like, what are you, a chicken? Because that's what they're doing with him at this point. So now I ask you guys, and I'll go to you with TJ on this. Do you want to like, what do you want to see more? Do you want to see Khabib versus Connor and Khabib is not a champion? Do you want to see Tony Ferguson, the interim champ, unify the title with Connor? Or do you want to see Khabib and Tony
2: go? I think that the title needs to be unified. I think Conor McGregor needs to either give it up or come and defend his belt. Uh, I think that needs to happen first because that's an interesting fight. And I also think that the Tony Ferguson-Khabib fight is interesting, too. But first, I think the the belts need to be uh, unified.
1: Well, that's an interesting conundrum we're in. Kev, if you're Conor McGregor and you hear that exact statement, doesn't that make you feel like you have, I don't know, like a lot of negotiating power or something
0: <laughs> how dare you? no yes well maybe <laughs> there's a lot of negotiating power i'd also if i was kind of why is the veterans makeup guy calling me out in addition to that i would say yes doesn't connor I, well you're ref i'm gonna put this question sort of semi around you because here's my assumption and you can tell me if i'm wrong tj you also feel free to tell me if you're wrong Based off of where Connor is, don't you assume he has the leverage no matter who or what we're talking about? And I don't know that we're talking about Khabib. That's kind of the problem. Uh, well, let me rephrase this differently. Cause, okay, here's a question I'm really interested Gun to your head. That's sort of the theme premise. Khabib or GSP fighting Connor in three months. Who would you rather see? You have to answer that question. I'm going to start with you, TJ. Who would you rather see, Connor fight, fight Khabib or GSP? Khabib. Raph. I'm
1: thinking. If hey, here. listen, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. No, Just I'm. Th- this is my point. This is the whole point. Here's no, well, here's what I want, Kev.
0: Okay. Who gives a shit about Khabib? Though is kind of the problem, Ooh. right? Like knock Barbosa hey. out and you can fight Connor. How's that sound? Like, get the fuck out of here. Kev, you should probably go versus... revisit
1: this There's... because I know you didn't see this. And again, story time with Kev. It's is, Tyson a wild, available? Turn.
0: is Tyson available? Can we get Tyson to fight? Conor?
1: But I want you to understand something. Like, Barboza was giving the I give up eyes, which is a rare thing that you see to the point where, Kev, there was a 24 score. There was a 30-24. That doesn't happen a ton. So you're saying this is more
0: to Edson Barbosa staying alive like the John Travolta song than it well, is Well, to be else?
1: fair, Khabib was saying he's like, oh, I wanted to keep him alive so that I could show that I'm the real number one. Bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. That doesn't, doesn't make any sense. The thing well, – well, think about it. He doesn't make any sense. He just says things. <laughs> Look at what he has on his fucking hair. He looks like one of the Flintstones <laughs> Secret Society members, but the Russian version.
0: Okay. <laughs> You're not saying anything I disagree with yet. (laughs) I understand.
1: What I want here is everybody to understand this one thing, which is, yes, Conor McGregor will always have the negotiating power. But the primary thing about this particular lightweight division is all of these matchups are very interesting. Khabib and Conor, Khabib and Tony, Tony and Conor, Tony and Khabib. Like all of those things make wonderful sense. So here's what I wonder. Tony knocks out Khabib, though, doesn't he? Ah, that's a good question, because Tony, I think, is good off of better off of his back than most people that Khabib would face. So Khabib might be able to get Tony down. This is all theoretical. I, it's a fascinating fight, and I want to see it. And if we don't see it because of this, uh, I still want to at some point. But let me bring this up. If you're Conor McGregor and you see this melee, and the big thing that they kept saying in the post presser was. If Conor McGregor decides to come back, it's like everybody had to be conditioned to say that because he hasn't announced when he's coming back. So Conor McGregor on his social media says make a fair proposition for the king, pay the king and he'll return. So some people are under the assumption that might be him being afraid. Other people, Conor McGregor nut huggers would definitely agree that. Yeah, get your money, dude, make the UFC pay more than they have been accustomed to paying. But all of these fights are hot fire. Now, here's where it gets interesting. If I'm thinking what I'm thinking happens, and we could revisit this later, I think what happens is Conor McGregor lets those two fight it out amongst themselves, takes on winner. That's a guess.
0: I'm good with that. TJ, are you okay with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It just had me kind of thinking about the whole – UFC like ranking system now like doesn't it kind of seem like like if you have the title that you should you should defend the title though like where when did it change to where you know when somebody calls you to defend your title you like have all this these new stipulations and stuff like I mean I'm 100% for like all these fighters trying to get as much as they can because they're going out there and you know putting a lot on the line like for health reasons and stuff and uh and all that but like Is there another guy holding a belt or a female fighter holding a belt that that is, you know, making this big of a stink about defending their title?
0: Can I can I make one small yes to that? Uh, First of all, there's several people that have fit that description. Uh, Among the most notable Ronda Rousey, Anderson Silva, uh, GSP at times. There's been a lot of fighters that have vacated defending the title. Uh, Aldo. But more to what your point is, which because I, I do semi-agree with you, despite there being many, and this is the UFC, m- my question would say, what is the UFC's ranking system ever meant to any of the top spots? And that's, that's, to me, it's like, of course, the championship, there's many people that have remained in that number one spot and many people that have descended, but there's also many people in the two through nine spot that are getting fucked uncontrollably. So there's a lot of that. I mean, how do you factor in that? So the idea is that you always have to enter these conversations under the premise, what's the money fight? This is still a money fight game. This isn't the NBA. This isn't the NFL. It isn't where the top six fighters go into a tournament and prove who's best. That's not what we get. We get number one rankings. With one through five horseshit analysis the UFC doesn't give much shit about, but does some effort to. And we get fights, but we get money fights. Has Khabib become a money fight? I don't think he has over GSP. That's my only contribution to this.
1: Yeah, Would you like to hear cool what fights. Dana's perspective is on that? Always.
0: Hit me with, Raph, if I could put you on I'd love to hear. Oh, or if oh, you yeah, want to sure, report
1: sorry. it. I mean, I don't know. No, you should talk to the source himself. Yeah, I should. I'll get out of so here. I'm I'll take gonna, one for the
0: team. I'm going to hit the fuck off raft button. Everyone knows about the remute, as we call it, in the studio interpersonnels of Verbal Tap inner workings. TJ, strap in your seatbelt, because we're about to talk to UFC president and still the spokesman of the organization, <laughs> defying every conventional logic, Dana White. Dana. Who's the money fight for Conor? Ho,
1: ho, ho, you fucking dummies. That is
0: that a Santa thing
1: already? Because yeah, that's no, people like you on this I, show. Listen, first of all, look at my stomach. I look like fucking Santa. Am I right? Yeah. I got a few things that are fucking really pissing me off. First of all, you guys don't know the first thing about putting together fights. Kev, do you know how we put together fights here at the UFC for Conor McGregor? No, I do not. I'll tell you. It's fucking done by Shark Tank now. So basically, I'm fucking the bald one. I don't know which one he is. Conor McGregor's Barbara. (laughs) And we sit down and we have the fighters present if they think they should get a shot at Conor. And by the end of it, I say something like, I'm in, or, you know, you're fired, or whatever. I don't know. I don't really fucking pay attention. There's no way this is true. I would watch this show in a heartbeat. It's 100% fucking true.
0: I'm watching that show in a heartbeat. There's no way it exists. Oh, yeah, it's fucking called... uh,
1: Fight Tank? Off the Uh, top of my head? Well, we haven't really named it, because, I mean, like, look at the shit we have named. Looking for a fight? Yeah, we really stretched on that one. Yeah. So, here's the thing. Uh, You know, I I saw that fight, and I said, Connor, he's just at a different level, man, but you know what Khabib did at the end of that fight? No. Khabib shows up at the end of this fucking press conference, and let me tell you something about this guy. He shows up, Sits on my fucking car with one of his hats. (laughs) On presently? Yeah, like he was sitting on the fucking car. Like it was like, listen, you fucking Russian bitch. Not cool. Uh,
0: Thank you, by the way. Finally, someone in the Trump administration willing to speak out against Russia. I
1: don't know. I mean, uh, you know, Trump's a friend, but, you know, he's not that good. No, you're as in the
0: administration as anyone that works for him.
1: Well, you know, uh, I've been fired already. But here's what I'm going to say about this. Khabib sits on my fucking car, and I look at him, and I'm like, <laughs> you're fucking sitting on that. And then he gives me that grand pooba fucking hat. And I was like, all right, what do you want? Fair. And this motherfucker's trying to get me to make a pay-per-view with him and the Russians for 15 bucks. He says it's overpriced. Yeah, motherfucker, we're overpriced, and we're underpriced, too. Think about that logic, Kev.
0: Can't. I, I really... That's tough for me. Do you I understand gotta,
1: what that means? It means we're overpriced pay-per-views, because like, we got 13 a oh, year. Oh, okay. But then we restructured the Reebok deal so these fuckers could get $1,000 more more. Got a C-minus in Econ. So, you're welcome. Ho, 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 Dana Claus in. Is there somebody else on this fucking line that I hear breathing right now? That's TJ Butler. He's the man.
2: I'm breathing pretty hard right now.
1: I was about to say, what the fuck? Aren't you supposed to say hello to your fucking guest here? TJ, what the shit's your deal?
2: I'm just uh, wondering why you call him Kev. Like you've known him for a long time.
1: Why do I call him fucking Kev? I call in the show on a regular basis. I don't learn people's full names. Like you gave me T and J. Cool. That's an easy way to remember things. You know what I call Snoop Dogg? What's that? Snoop. <laughs> okay. Argue with that logic. Fair oh, enough. Fair enough. Time, I just go... <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, I want to tell you guys a few things. One, I'm working on some New Year's resolutions. No way, that's true. 100. percent New Year, new D. Okay. You keep working on it. Well, just like to hear what they are. I mean, aren't you gonna fucking ask me a fucking question?
0: <laughs> tell me the second one.
1: New Year, New D has to be the
0: has to be. I only
1: made one, so you were kind of throwing me here. So hold on.
0: <laughs> so if New Year, New D is one, yeah, New I got Year, New one. White, that's not better. Just nope, as a heads nope. up. Uh, we
1: tried a New Year, New White power didn't work.
0: The white factory still sounds horrible. New Year, New D is a thing. Hashtag it, you fucks. You know what? Hey. The more things I come up with, New Year, New D is kind of winning.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Let me get through this fucking shit so we can return <laughs> back to your fucking dumb co-host in a second. Okay. Listen, you dumb fucks. I'm trying to tell you what my New Year's resolution is. Do you know what one of them is? Come up with better sense. Act like a goddamn host. Thank you. It is, I'm gonna stop sucking Conor McGregor's dick so hard. Boom! Hey, see? Dana White's got a sense of humor. And here's the real resolution, everybody. Um, I was visited by three fucking ghosts. And, uh, I gotta tell you, I've really come around. <laughs> I've really, I've decided that I'm different and that's why everybody got a thousand dollar Reebok bonus. So, uh, Dana White, heart of gold. Never forget that. You fucking dummies. I, we won't. <laughs> uh, All right, that's as much as I, uh, I'm
0: ver- going to put in here. Thanks Dana. Always a pleasure. TJ, we're coming back to some things that, that we're going to have to circle third on. But the two of you need to explain to me how Hooker defeated McKees. <laughs> because I haven't heard how Dan Hooker won yet. I know it was via submission. I assume it wasn't from abs memorization. So what happened?
2: I actually did not see that one. What? I do not know what I was doing during that fight, but I didn't see it.
1: Uh, TJ, did you
2: have other shit to do? Uh, probably not. I think uh, I might have been playing Xbox during that fight and oh having the fight.
1: God. Let's let's get down to this. You have a bet on the line, sir, against my simple-minded co-host here. As soon, soon as you we decide took to play shaving Xbox? the head off the table, he was out,
0: Raph, mentally and emotionally. <laughs>
2: no i was i was uh i thought i had my the money in the bank you know i just uh i don't know hmm. well oh, was, you know what you know what i did watch that fight i'm remembering now i'm recalling um
0: a wrestling reference
2: <laughs> yeah um that was weird because it seemed like uh mark gassed out during that fight
1: so uh kev if i i could yes dick cheese definitely did <laughs> uh start to <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Sorry. That's but... the
0: new nickname.
1: I forgot that we didn't do that one last week. And dick it Cheese kind of it all... is. <laughs> I was so angry at myself. I was like, How the fuck, Raf, did you not say Dick Cheese? From the Congo. Or yeah. fighting out of Doncaster,
0: England. So let's Nickname of so anyway Crusher we yeah, we're I calling mean Kev,
1: Dick Tees. <laughs> so it was definitely Dick a good Dick Cheese. Thank you, Dick Tease is a very different person. It's uh Dana White's code word for his password for Conor McGregor. we we'll about that
0: podcast. Oh. Later.
1: Um, Dan Hooker looked good. Third round gets the guillotine. It was well set up. It was just, you know, when someone just gets that tired though, Kev, you just kind of start giving people guillotines. Uh, yeah, guilty. I mean, been there. Uh, and let's also circle back to this. Carla Esparza uh, is scrappy. Esparza! You know, she was a Esparza! To...
0: Esparza!
1: There's definitely a moment where I was like, oh, Kevin's going to be so happy. Yep, I was. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to talking about how we feel about our picks. TJ, yep. how do you feel about your picks? <clears throat>
2: Uh well, now my pick my picks didn't really pay off, but uh doesn't doesn't mean I don't still it, but despite the uh the Hooker fight. I'm thinking I probably should have picked Hooker, but uh I still think that that Cynthia is pretty decent. I like watching her.
1: That's fair.
0: Thank you for That's saying fair. Hooker twice. I appreciate that. On behalf of the winner committee, I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> so, uh, what did you call yourself, Kevin? The Winner Committee. Okay. Why are you the Winner Community? Because I can
0: count things on a spreadsheet, and that would be Moa. And how did you do, Kevin? I see it as a one, two, three, four, five, not a great performance to three. No. <laughs> so, yes, but that's hey, correct. In the. The man with one snout is king in Land of the Skunks.
1: I'm pretty sure that's not what it is. But, TJ, uh, what was the bet? What do you have to do now? I have to send him some
2: soap.
0: You're goddamn right you have to send me some soap. Say it with more authority and passion,
2: TJ. I'm I'm going to send you two bars of soap.
1: I accept both bars. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I only got one bar. You're
0: damn right
2: beaten last time he said that you should have cut it in half and sent him half so we're gonna see if he holds true to his own beliefs
0: Ruff was a part of this Ruff was a part of these winnings i earned you this. weren't a part of my shit i earned mine too i earned this with the blood sweat and tears of immigrants that i can't name but i'm sure they <sighs> exist
1: easy there white person I want to remind you Irish Italian you German immigrants, immigrants. I should clarify people, please.
0: I, I don't want to get too crazy. You want us to
1: talk about being here first? I'm not even
0: uh look, don't listen. rain on my winning
1: parade, Raf, with your political statements.
0: This isn't the, the platform. <laughs>
1: It's not a place. (laughs) Listen, so TJ, okay, you're sending Kevin some smoke. But Kevin, I think there's something else that TJ is doing. He's he's not just doing soap there.
0: This is the problem. TJ is such a likable human in general. Yes. His demeanor, I assume the way he smells based off how he sounds. He just is a likable person. But go on, explain what you two have finangled
1: well, you know, we were doing a Christmas giveaway and we got to talking and TJ wanted to do something nice. So TJ is going to be sending out some soaps to some of our runner ups who uh, are doing some amazing things. We're going to include them with the notes that they were uh, nominated with and the individuals who said really nice things about them. So uh, TJ, thank you very much for doing that. That is super nice of you, sir.
2: Super, uh, super excited to send some stuff out to these guys.
1: And there was one in particular, though, Kev. We wanted to read, and uh, we were really happy about that. Do you have that up on your side? Uh, I do. Okay.
0: I hold on because, as you, like, you it,
1: don't yeah. lie to me, I like, said, "Do you have it?"
0: We just talked about it. I, I have it. I just okay. have to. Here we go. It's ready. Okay. This came from. Jack Matsumoto and I think he's going to speak to some things that TJ has worked for. It's for Elias Halegos or Gallegos. It's one of the two. Either way, it's a cool name. That's what I, I gleaned from it. The submission is as follows. My professor lets combat vets train for free, provides pre-gees and rash guards to them. He also lets at-risk youth train for free And then the submission goes in to explain that he's also super accommodating to people's needs, Uh, goes out of his way to create a learning vibe, make sure everyone's included, and it gets extremely uh, important that it's expressed, this is a coach who cares about his students. TJ, your thoughts when you hear during a submission where you link up with us to help out, talk to us about your product maybe get your ass kicked by some of us and some bets <laughs> so uh though I did, I did have a t-shirt thing ready and raf and i talked about that before so i was prepared either way what's it mean to hear that that we get this type of submission in the in the competition
2: Uh that's awesome um you know there's there's tons of people out there that you know could definitely benefit from jujitsu it's really cool that he's helping out veterans and uh you know people that are are struggling with some health issues and stuff to make sure that they can get on the mats and get some time in
0: as someone that trained all over the place on christmas so you're an addict to be fair as as you talk about this
2: uh i would say that i'm i'm pretty committed
0: <laughs> slash promiscuous by the way I trained at multiple gyms so don't let that committed line fool you jiu-jitsu gyms out there tj's going to train yeah. with you and the gym across the street i just want to i get around, I get around a little bit <laughs> i Good. get around a little bit the name of a soap coming in 2018 i get around a little bit look for it uh with the matching cologne mm, is this the Karen's new perfume. scent
1: promiscuous Ooh, very nice very nice a little bit of everybody <laughs> so okay uh tj where can people go to find your soaps and and find out more about your brand or yourself or all the amazing things you and your wife are doing tell us a little bit about that sir uh
2: so we have our uh, instagram page it's uh, grappler beard and body llc and our facebook page at grappler beard and body and you can check out our website at grapplerbeardandbody.com right now our shop section is is uh, under construction. because we're working on getting some new scents and uh, redesigning some of the soaps. So look for that around end of February. We should have some new inventory out there. Awesome. Very
1: cool. Well, we're very excited to do that. TJ, you were a blast. You're a very nice human being. We love the fact that you indulge not only listening to Kevin spout off his nonsense but playing the game of Over <laughs> Under Kevin And more importantly, for helping out those uh, individuals who are going a little underappreciated in their academies and and bringing some good post-holiday cheer. And we appreciate that, sir.
2: Pleasure to be on the show with you guys. All right, everybody. TJ Butler.
0: Record's clear. I'm a sinner. I don't have a Hmm. lot of compassion. I tend not to feel things for other people outside of direct family. What you sent me is nothing short of gorgeous. So I want to commend you on the idea. I love it. You and KO Sports Gear, great friends of ours, awesome people. And if you haven't checked out their gear, you need to check out their gear. KOSportsGear.com. They're the best, and you find me a better singlet. Good luck. Just go to Chaos Sports Gear. Find one of those, and be like, oh, kidding, it's Chaos Sports Gear. And then I'll be like, we're cool. Yep. In the holiday spirit, you all have done a Nominate Your Instructor competition. We are here to announce that results. Would you please enlighten the audience who already knows if you follow at VerbalTapCast on all of our social medias, but if you are one of the unnerds that don't unnerd, Raf, would you please enlighten them?
1: Sure. So, what we did, it, pretty simple, we put a little par on a website that said, hey, if you've got a professor that you felt was underappreciated, let us know a little bit about them. So, we said, you know, describe it in less than 500 words, like why they're amazing. And so, we had some amazing submissions, Kevin. Uh, we narrowed them down. We're going to try and acknowledge a few of them on air right now. Um, But, Kev, some of these are great. I mean, we just got another one in right now, actually. So hold on. Let me just make sure. Uh,
0: Well, okay, we are going to start with we're going to name all of the nominees after this because they're all deserving. These stories are heart wrenching. They're heart lifting. There's a lot of adjectives that belong here. But I want to start with our honorable mentions, and Raph. First honorable mention goes to Cliff Fonseca.
1: <clears throat>
0: Cliff, I want to read a few submissions from your students. Raph and I are going to do this together. We're going to read. We're going to spot pick essentially some parts of this because your students wrote so much and <laughs> sent in so many submissions. That it would be difficult for us to read all of them, despite their deservingness. Yeah. So let's start here. Professor Cliff is amazing and helps inspire so many others. He has a wonderful after-school program to help encourage discipline, confidence, and good life stills life skills. Professor Cliff, that's an unbelievable first sentence. Yeah. But people already recognize your deepness and how important.
1: The next one comes in, and this one says, uh, He is like a father to me and my fellow teammates. He works hard for our school to be one of the best in our community.
0: The next submission about Cliff talks about his unbelievable forgiveness and teaching spirit, which always go hand in hand. Anybody who's a human being knows you're flawed, and everybody else is flawed. We have outbursts, we small moments. I love this. This man gently handled an outburst as a parent. The most passionate of people on the earth. Parents, they tend to be. Scroach passionate. <laughs> so, and I love this. It's like, I like a parent that gets feisty. And it goes on to talk about how amazing Cliff is at helping him discuss their concerns. And then moving on to study jujitsu under him, which is a lot of trust.
1: Yep. Uh, I mean, another student comes in and says uh, he isn't just about becoming a better athlete on the mats. It's about becoming better people in our community and our society which is a great perspective to always host.
0: I love Cliff Funing at the end of this like I was yeah. two sentences like I like Cliff five sentences <laughs> like, I was like what's this guy What are to train with this guy Our professor at Jiu Jitsu Nation certainly deserves this recognition goes on to talk about it. even beyond all of the different teaching accolades, he always reinvests any profit from the business back into things that benefit students and families, his investment in people and commitment to the small community of Smyrna, Tennessee deserves recognition. And we agree wholeheartedly.
1: This is a great one that uh, I believe kind of summarizes the sentiment but it's – I feel that my professor has done a lot for everyone in my gym and not only on the mats to help improve everybody's jiu-jitsu but also off the mats to help everyone mentally just as much physically. Always trying to get us to raise the bar so that the next person can raise that bar. That's great.
0: Cliff, I, I don't know who you are or what you're doing. But the people that write in about you talk greatly about you, yeah. sir. Keep teaching that gospel, and I can't wait to take a class from you.
2: Absolutely. Rap Smyrna,
0: Tennessee. Put it on the mm, 2019 travel itinerary. I'm hesitant. You've already sent me, like, a solid nine dates that's like, okay, okay. I like where wraps at for 2018, but I'm hesitant to get the hopes of Smyrna up too fast. But I do think it's on the list. Especially if it's anywhere near that slut, Brandon McCathren. No, oh, wow. I'm not going there. I'm not going
1: there. Don't call him a floozy. Not around me.
0: Just doing other podcasts, you two. Hey, I, hey, I am, you know, I, I love it when people.
1: Kevin, it's about the holiday cheer coming into new year, new
0: meme. I'm also about experimenting and following what makes you happy. I <laughs> just wish you'd been honest with me about it beforehand.
1: I try to, but you didn't have wireless in fucking Kansas, so deal with that shit. Uh,
0: every day I'm trying to.
1: Uh can we talk about our next
0: runner up, Coach Kate Harris? Absolutely. Coach Kate is a phenomenal fundamentals adult and kids coach. Group weightlifting coach. An awesome person overall. She works so hard and I see her at the gym seven days a week. Coach Kate works at the front desk, meets with new members. Shows everybody the gym. She's a constant beacon to those in need, and it goes on to talk about all of the amazing things that make up Kate Harris. Kate, people that write about you love you. And you need to be very clear in this new year to keep just doing what you're doing. Cause I'd say I'd say status quo is probably better than like ninety five percent of this, ninety eight. Yeah. It's up there. It's just co- Kate Coach Kate is one in and I like this. This is good this is good writing, by the way. One in not one billion, she's one in seven billion. Thank you for your consideration. It's a lot of love here. Kate, you were on our list. Everybody nominated was on our list. There was so much love. This was another amazing one, ref.
1: Like it's hard to pick because so many of these stories were so great. So again, a big thanks to our good friend TJ who's helping us uh, acknowledge some of the runner-ups. Oh, But, Kev, I just, I mean, listen. Go for it, yeah. They're great stories, dude. All of these are amazing stories. And, again, when tasked with the super difficult uh, element of having to tell these people stories and, and pick a winner, or at least somebody who wins the gi, uh, we we had to go through a bit. Ken and I went back and forth on a couple of these, and uh, it's impressive to see what great things people are doing, we but we're so heartwarmed it fervently.
0: That's yes, fair,
1: right. And we're so happy that you guys were so passionate about these. So, Kev, do you want to announce the winner?
0: I feel like you should. Okay. Given your efforts,
1: um, I was very i I liked this story. Uh, the multiple versions of. Uh, people who who chimed in with stories about this, there was a lot of similarity in terms of how much they were so passionate about this person. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to say the winner of the Verbal Tab K.O. Sports Gear giveaway this year is one Tom Clare. Now, we're going to read some of these things, and we're going to reach out to the people who reached out to us. But uh, if Tom isn't listening to this, don't let him listen to it until he gets his package. And Tom, if you're an avid listener, then I mean, I hope you enjoy what, the things that we're about to read. And honestly, why aren't you a listener if you're not? I mean, I'm just I'm pointing out some things, but that's I, not here or there. Bad, you know, he's
0: plotting student lessons. Sure. The guy's obviously. We're here, but like, I, teaching in class.
1: I would like for you to listen to these things after we send you your little care package. But, um, Kev, do you want to start with the first one?
0: Yeah, I'll just read it off the bat. Our instructor always goes above and beyond for us. He has beaten cancer twice and two ACL surgeries, including a recent one, and will still be there to drill and teach us or just answer questions to make sure we are where we need to be. He also has a family outside of PGA, including four kids, so he doesn't always get to do things for himself like get a new key, as it was pitched. And if only that were the only submission about Tom, but it wasn't. There was a lot more submissions.
1: A lot. Uh, This one says, Tom is a great coach. My daughter's been taking jiu-jitsu with him for almost two years. He recently had surgery, but he doesn't let that keep him from sharing his knowledge with the kids. They all love him. He is tough but fair, and is always there to encourage them to push a little harder.
0: Tom Clare is my children's instructor. My kids are not always the most athletic Tom takes the time to recognize their strengths and weaknesses which is Raph and I hear it oh good he could teach us (laughs) Because I would describe Raph and I as not the most athletic kids in the world (laughs) and anyone that can teach us still how to overcome it so grateful just so helpful (sighs)
1: ah okay This is one of my favorite ones. Um, You know, firstly, he's an excellent coach. He explains everything so the kids not only learn the technique, but how it fits into a larger picture. More importantly, he wants his students to grow as people off the mat, being a good student and a good friend and a good teammate. Tom doesn't just teach the seven virtues of Bushido. He lives them.
0: Tom, we love you here at Verbal Tap. We don't know you. But we love you. Coach is always there for his students on the mat and in their personal lives. The people that take your classes are big fans. So you always go the extra mile. There are a lot of positive comments that lead to Tom Clare, but Raph, I, I want to talk about other names. May I? Yeah. yeah, go for it. Lynn Hughes. Julian Sanchez. Jimmy don't know which is my favorite alias of a student it was like i kind of know his name I guess you, you had one more.
1: job submitters
0: one job submitters you have to say his name but i to jimmy don't know dude's humble and soft-spoken and your students love you so to jimmy don't know and that could be any jimmy so if you're a jimmy or you're close to a jimmy you're a james that might be about you paul byers john smalios chad malone Suzanne Ramsden, Ryan Fortin, Pat Pallon, Rubens Rodriguez, good friend of the podcast, Gary Tonin, whom we were so excited to see randomly arrive on this list. Gary Tonin is a lot of things, and one of those things is a good instructor. Isaac Greeley, Ruben Rivera, Jordan Tabb, Kabir Bath, Eric Schaefer. Um, we mentioned Ilias Allegos. We mentioned John Smalios uh, and Tony Nolan. Your students blew our socks off. We were thinking this was going to be an easy, small exercise. Raph, is that how you would describe it?
1: I honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I knew it would be overwhelming. And it was, because when people truly love an individual, they they really did go out of their way to get people to rally behind some of them. So it wasn't necessarily even to make it a popularity contest. It was just to acknowledge somebody who is doing good things. And there is so much to be heard right now about fake black belts or uh, coaches who do terrible things or... Uh, you know, uh, people who don't respect the jiu-jitsu lifestyle or code. But so many of us know that the good outweighs all of the shit that you hear. It's just that the shit is far more, uh, I guess, accessible. You know, people get outraged. I literally picked up a Hollick article this week because I was like, what the hell is he saying? Oh my god! And there is an expectation for that. Uh, On the other side, though, there are plenty of people who are doing remarkable things and we know we don't talk enough about that but we wanted to do our little part to do it we hope other shows podcasts individuals you yourself you know the the hardest thing to take away from this is if your professor or your coach or instructor did not win that doesn't mean you still can't go up to them and acknowledge them and say incredibly nice things to them because uh, there's There are great moments that you start to learn, I think, about people as they grow older, and people start to become better mentors. And mentors don't necessarily ask to be thanked, but they truly do love it when they are, and it's sincere. And that was so much what you guys were writing, so it was so nice to see you guys uh, <laughs> take so your lame. time and do that.
0: This just made my holiday, if anything.
1: And, honestly big thanks to KO Sports Gear for uh, I mean they wanted to do something good and that always like we, when we pair up with people you know TJ uh, KO Sports Gear North South Jiu Jitsu uh, you know we don't just partner with anybody on this show so a lot of the times when they, they go out and they do above and beyond that's when we know we're working with the right people so uh, a big thanks to KO Sports Gear for coming through and also our good friend uh, tj butler for uh wanting to give some of those folks some soap um we just think it's kind of a cool little way of saying thank you
0: i mean i don't like him because sure competitions yeah 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 objectively awesome human being but as a person i just sure i'll work on it. i'll get past it. maybe 2018's a year <laughs> maybe could be no, tj's amazing this was a fun exercise t- 2017 was a very humbling year for verbal tap. We're excited as Raph would articulate. We have more work to do, which would hint at his what's next mentality. I can articulate not just the article he writes about that is how he approaches things. The guy is sure he's interested in success. He's more interested in sort of what's next about the listener that's why you should tune in to 2018 Verbal Tap. That's my small pitch. Follow us on all of our social medias. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Buzzsprout. Make up a social media. Create us. Follow us. At Verbal Tapcast. Raf, crazy year. As we r- recap, I had some injuries which is why I fully expect to get a note from you and the verbal tech producers being like we've replaced you with Braden and Katherine. Look, I get Absolutely. It. I get it. He's twice as good looking, half as charming. It or one of switch those. Either way, the guy works charismatically. I'm still thankful despite all of that. And that will get to our shout outs. I am thankful for your BS. I'm thankful for KO Sports Gear. I'm very thankful for NorthSouthJiuJitsu dot com. I am very just thankful in general for the North Jiu Jitsu underwear and my I did wear. It. So KO, Gear. it was one degree when I left Kansas. I was decked out in KO Sports Gear's Under Armour. I had all their I had oh, the uh, spats and the rash guard on. I felt great. I was cozy as hell, filling up with gas. And I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed of it. There's a happiness in the sponsorship. There's a happiness in the product. There's a happiness in the listener. And that will do it for me as I get one month and 12 days away from joining the Jibera community once again. Rafa Sparza to you, sir.
1: Well, uh, you know, it's good that we, we talk about 2017. I'll go ahead and start by acknowledging Valley Martial Arts Center. Uh, amazing training out that way. My thanks to everybody. A big shout out to our good friend, Spencer, who I had some amazing, uh, training with this week and who sent me some great notes about stuff that I could improve. And I really appreciate him doing that. And, uh, let's see, we got that. We got the LA Jiu Jitsu club.
0: LA. JJC.
1: So we train out that way. We're getting ready for what's next. And when I say that, you know, uh, I get really excited because when you put something from pen to paper and you have everybody share what it is your goals are – anybody can write goals. Those are easy. Sharing them and having accountability amongst your closest training partners is hard because it's an exchange. It's a communication. It's saying here's what I want. This is what would make me happy. And so I, I'm a big encourager of, of sharing those amongst the people who make you even better. So, uh, you know, it's nice. And I just got a note from uh, my my good friend Chris Ong, who read my article, uh, and in part because I might have used one of his photos in it. Uh, he draws for a living. He's on G, uh, 84 and he has amazing drawings. I'm sure you guys have seen many of them. But there's a photo of a dude who pulls guard. And it has zero likes, zero hearts, zero thumbs up. And uh, it's so telling where he's just like, that's how many people view pulling guard. And uh, I sent him a note and I was just like, dude, you're so stupid talented. All of your drawings are amazing. And he just sent me a note being like, dude, I love your articles, your write-ups. You're an inspiration, which is not true. But what is true about it is when you have the ability to uh, share what your struggle is or what your your goals are, it's really cool that you guys are all in on it. So I would encourage you to sit down, write down what it is you want to accomplish this year and you don't have to share them with us or – you know, I mean I don't mind if you do, but uh, share them with the people who you see on a daily basis and, and see what happens because I will tell you this right now uh, in good confidence because you guys are our people. The goals that I had my friends from the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club and those closest to me right down this year, they accomplished in major strides. And uh, I myself had very good year in terms of Jiu-Jitsu. But I would say this. One of my goals was to n- double our numbers here at Verbal Tap. And uh, we more than did that thanks to you guys. So, uh, you know. You put in the work and you, you say those things and don't be surprised what happens. So, again, thank you guys for making the holiday thing a ge- great giveaway. And uh, we're going to read some of the other ones later, but we wanted to acknowledge the winners today. Have this be their moment. But, uh, again, thank you guys very much. And I think that's going to do it for me. Let's start 2018 off right.
0: That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good
1: night. Good night. And I tried so hard. You got do so know. hard. I don't I understand this time. But I'll have a match with you next year. <laughs> but this time.